After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Happy Devils Sunday. You guys still awake? Oh, yeah. Well, I was just waiting for uh, your intro. Oh, okay. Seriously. I I wasn't sure if the, you know, the screen froze because you guys were like statues. Probably probably on your phones uh, reading up on the New York football giants and their big victory today. Yes, I was. Yeah, oh, but let me gosh. get through the monologue before before we start. All right, all right. You, yeah. you do that, then we'll then we'll talk. Yeah, we're coming to you <laughs> live from the primetime radio studios at Short Skies High Point Mountaintop Studios. Scotty Osiris XM Liquid Metal, his beautiful lifestyles of the rich and famous. <laughs> Estates in uh, Beverly Hills, California. Palatio Estates in Palatio Estates. Yeah, I'm I'm supposed to purposely not say that so you guys can remind the folks that Scotty um, is a top one percenter uh, in his field. Yeah, right. uh, Baller, right? Baller. Yeah. Bank account. Yeah. And um, I'm forgetting. I'm I'm forgetting that guy that has that's sitting on the top of the mountain with a nice view. I don't care if you call me and crew today. You can call me whatever you want. You can call me Big Blue, baby. <laughs> I'm riding high right now. I'm yeah. buzzing. Buzzing. Don't forget and right crew. Now. Don't forget and, and crew. crew. And, and crew. And crew's <laughs> feeling good. <laughs> and crew's feeling mighty good. And crew's had a couple beers tonight. Nah, just this first one. I've been ah. behaving. Just the right, first dead one. Dead air. Dead air, love it. Yeah, well, you know, I I had to take a sip. You told <laughs> I had to wet the whistle and get ready. Listen, man, uh, I, I'm just feeling good. It's a good it's a good sports weekend for us. Uh, Devils look great, looked awesome mm-hmm. last night, and um, really stuck it to the Kings. There's a point in that game where I I was nervous, and that was just when the puck was dropped. And then from that that point on, I knew we were going to be a, a team of destiny that night. Even though they did go down one nothing, uh, Eric Halla, Eric Halla scores a goal. When that happens, when that happens, good things happen. Anything can happen. And, and where anything did we can, hear anything where, is possible? <laughs> where do we hear all these great predictions, Beer Baron? I thought Game Day Live had many predictions. If you were betting oh, man. on Beer Baron's prediction and my prediction, uh, you would be worth more than the mega millions of 
That was one the other day. Like uh, that was... all I know is that I said the Jaguars were going to win that game when they were down twenty-seven nothing, <laughs> and uh, Trevor Lawrence threw that fourth pick. I said to you on on live, 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 because the only way we do it, yep, on live air that we, they were going to find a way to come back and win that game. And uh, we also, I thought it, it was either somebody in the YouTube group or something that predicted Hollow was going to score a goal, but we had a lot of predictions that were going around yesterday that came to fruition. So, you know. Why don't we? Why I was the one some... that predicted Holla. Oh, okay. Then you. Yeah. By the way, Martin Rosario, thank you, thank you, thank you for letting us have a super chat. Canes and Rangers Woo! drop points today. You want yeah, to put, buddy. Put that out yeah. there. Thank you, Martin. You know, we're, we're we're talking about this game yesterday, which we all love. But why don't we get some thoughts on someone? Uh, I believe Scotty, you were actually at the game yesterday, weren't you? Ooh, yeah. Actually, I was not. Uh, I had a, oh. ticket, had a little ticket snafu action happen. Um, so, yeah, I was at the Ducks game, but I wasn't at the uh, the Kings game, unfortunately. Everyone was wondering how I got back to my apartment, uh, and I was just a little annoyed that I didn't actually make it out there. So, um, All right, well, yeah, but just had a little, uh, had a little uh, ticket snafu uh, yesterday. So, you know, what can you do? Yeah, what bummer, can you but- do? Why don't you uh, why don't you give the listeners a little bit of recap of your night on Friday then, since we haven't uh, gathered as the official Let's Go Devils podcast since last Sunday? Yeah, oh true. well, Friday was amazing. I mean, um, you know, I was oh I don't know maybe like fifteen rows from the ice, which was great. And uh, you know, it's kind of like the difference in in uh, on the East Coast of going to like a Devils game and a Rangers game. You know, you you can pay for you know, a certain amount and you could be 15 rows from the ice at a devil's game and you could pay that same amount and you would be in the last row of the upper decks in a Rangers game. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of the difference of going to like a, Ducks be in and a the Kings game. Line. They don't even have, yeah, a basically line. it's, it's, it's the same way as it works out here. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm very happy with the devils and their play. Uh, I love my boy, Nikita Ahoytuk. Getting a yeah, goal, buddy. getting a lot I of hits. You were the, I had, I was the listening beef. to the game. I was listening to the game on the radio, driving through the city last night, coming home from a show. And as soon as he scored, Scotty, you're the first person I thought of. I was like, <laughs> ah, Scotty's boy with a goal. <laughs> you're the first. I think that's the first. That's the first thing that popped in my mind. I think yeah, everybody I'm, in the group chat also uh, chimed in with uh, that one's for you. So yeah, yeah I mean. <laughs> I've been big on that guy, but I just love what he brings, like, on the physical presence, which obviously, you know, we've talked about for such a long time that's really been missing on this team. But he is mm-hmm. starting to get more and more comfortable out there. You don't see him making a lot of blunders. Good. Yeah, you He's don't see him making good. a lot of blunders. He's responsible with the puck. And I think his speed is going to surprise some people. I know it's surprising me how fast he actually is out there on the ice. Um, yeah. And he's just got – he just he's a physical player. And – I think against Anaheim, he had like eight hits. I don't know how many hits he had last night um, against the Kings, but just he's a he's a force out there, and he just looks like he's getting more and more comfortable um, each and every game. And I, I like what I see with them. And you know, we talked about on Devils After Dark. A lot of these guys, you know, the clock is ticking because Nate Bastian's going to be coming back. John Marino's coming back mm-hmm. soon. You know, once mm-hmm. those two get back in a lineup, those 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 open spots are going to close up real fast. So mm-hmm. now is the time for them to make, you know, an impression on the management team, because 
you know, I don't think we're any of us are dummies. You know, there is someone on the defensive side who might be traded by the deadline, um, you know, or so sooner. there might be or yeah. sooner. You never know. Um, and there's there's some there's some forwards as well. Some some older forwards on the team uh, who are playing very well. I don't know what the what's going to happen there, but definitely one defenseman in particular who happens to be the favorite of the king of the football calls himself Sam Wu. Um, who might be on the block, who uh, might be traded there before. <laughs> what are you going to get for him, like, uh, compensation for him, though? I mean, he hasn't played an NHL game this year, so you're not really going to get much for him. But you could package him maybe with somebody else. Who are you talking about? Are we talking, are you about, talking about Janssen? Person? Are you talking about Andre? No. You threw me with the football sh- analogy. And the... Are you sure this is uh, your first beer? Yeah, but it's yeah. really strong. So, uh, uh, Damon you know. Severson is who I was yeah. speaking of. Uh, um, yeah, on the forward side, you know, Thomas Tatar might be someone who is attractive for other teams, you know, possibly making a playoff push. Because he's well, it's, just, it's the end of his contract, so I don't know if it you're is... going to bring him back at his age. You may not want to let him walk for nothing. Um, you probably could get some stuff for him. Um, and also, yeah, but... uh, we talked about it last night. You know, San Jose. The next game they play is a team that is on the rebuild, and our former yeah. assistant coach Mike Greer is now the GM, and that is somewhere that we may be able to. We have a lot of prospects. It may be somewhere yeah. we're able to, we're able to make some sort of swap because you know they're looking for good young talent and draft capital, which the Devils have been stockpiled on for a numerous numerous years now. Uh, mm-hmm. Mackenzie Blackwood, as well with the uh, the emergence of Vitek Vanacek as you know your solid number one. You, you've been seeing what Akira Schmidt has been doing in his call ups. By the way, Nico Dawes is the only Utica Comet to be an All Star. Uh, in the mm-hmm. AHL, so you have some depth nice. at goaltending. Is Mackenzie Blackwood someone that could be being showcased right now? He had a strong game um, against Anaheim, right? Did he play? No, 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 no. He played last he, night. Uh, last night against. LA, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Against LA, which is a tough team. So um, yeah. you know, there's there's some there's some moves that could happen that could open up some spots, but. You know, the rumors are uh, by the end of January, we should definitely probably have Bastion back, and Marino should be right around the corner after that as well. So mm. I think the trade deadline is somewhere mid-February, right? Nope, 3rd. March, March 3rd. 3. March, March 3rd. 3. Oh, it's March 3rd? What am I thinking? Yes. I thought yes. it was in the middle of February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. It, it used to be a long time ago, February last... 26th. No, I'm probably wrong Maybe about that. Anyways, uh, I, I'm going to fast way. forward to the, the NHL All-Star game, though, which is February 3rd. So it's an exact, you know, like an, a month. Well, maybe that's what I was prior. thinking, the All-Star game or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and Skills is the third, up. and the All-Star game is the fourth. So, And I wonder if there's going to be any kind of movement uh, prior or maybe post-All-Star game. Um I don't know. I, I just feel like the team, if they can start putting some, so if they, if they beat San Jose and they come home and they're starting to really get hot again, I don't think you want to really tinker with the team, right? Just leave it alone. If mm-hmm. the team's doing well, just let it roll. You know, why, why take anything out of it and why try to do anything different? But 
the faster you approach that trade deadline, no matter how good you're doing, if you think you can make the team better, you go ahead and pull the trigger. So looking at do some of those pieces, you're like gonna you said, do you think you're going to re-sign Severson? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, if I see well that that's on the this thing team. is I doubt I highly doubt that they're going to re-sign Severson only because of what they have coming up the coming up the pipe. That's it. Right. So if they didn't have why if would they didn't have Nemesis and well, you're you not going to let him walk no. then for nothing. So you're not going to. Or I uh, we you would hope they're not going to let him walk. But um that but so, the Tatar are going to have to disagree. Go ahead, sit. Sure, Scott. I was I was going to bring up the same thing. Like Tatar, I feel like he's been a really key forward in the last couple of weeks. I know last year he didn't produce a lot, but I feel like this year he's producing much more, and he's and he's much more involved in the offense. Uh, you know, he's he's more important to keep around than I would say Severson. Um, I think Mackenzie Blackwood. Last night's game showed again the the just the absolute question mark that is Mackenzie Blackwood because you know I go back to uh that what the the game against Carolina he makes that 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 bumble playing the puck play mm-hmm. and then he does really well and then he comes out last night against the Kings who are a good team and he just he looks phenomenal he makes that 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 penalty shot save he just he looked super strong last night you know, just it's it's the quandary that is Mackenzie Blackwood. But last night was also a great game. If you're looking to showcase him and to potentially move him to someone like, let's say, a Vancouver that needs a goaltender, uh, you know, that would be that that's the type of game you want him to have. So you can do that. Um, but again, if if the Devils don't move him and we have a goalie like Vanacek and a goalie like Blackwood that can pull those types of games out, I'm good with that combination as well. So it's it. We have a good problem at the goaltending position, which we haven't had in a while. Um, but at Severson, I I could see being trade bait. Tatar, not so much. And and Blackwood, it's it kind of pulls at the heartstrings a little bit for me because <clears throat> I love him as a goalie. He wears number twenty nine like I do, and when he plays and he's on his game, man, like last night, he's a fantastic goalie. And I would hate to see him go and do do that for somebody that's not us. Tatar is the same kind of thing, though, as Severson, where he's going to be UFA after this. So do you think they're going to bring him back next year? Whether they bring him back, I'm not quite sure. I think he's playing well enough to at least earn himself a, a, a you know, one more year with the team. But I want to say that he's doing he's producing to the point where you would almost be afraid to take him out of that spot for fear of what it would do for the rest of, of the, the forward mix and the offense. I, I, I just feel like he's doing so well that he, it may be one of those things where you just don't want to take him out uh, unless you know that whoever you're going to bring in and his replacement is going to fit because it just, he seems like he's fitting in and doing very well in producing right now. And I would hate to lose that. But then you also, I mean, if you don't resign him, then, you know, you let him, you kind of lose that asset for nothing. You, you do, but I think I would, if, if you were giving me the, option, he's something the, you the prob- probably should fetch you something though, too, you know, in, in return. I agree. I agree. He could definitely fetch you something. However, if, if I'm looking at it, if it's, you know, leaving that, that mix that's working together and have a good long potential run towards a cup or 
trading him and maybe screwing that mix up and not having that there for a, a playoff run. I just think having that what's working now and hoping that it, you know, hoping that it continues to work to really push us as, as close as we can come to a Stanley cup. I would almost rather keep that chemistry going uh, unless, unless it's a fit that Fitzgerald just knows is going to work. I would hate to lose. Basically, I don't want to lose him for, for the possibility of something that might work. I would be okay if they're going to trade him for someone that they know will work with this team because the chemistry he seems to have right now and, and the way he's producing, I'd much rather have that going towards the playoff run than, than the, the potential of screwing that up by bringing someone new in. Yeah, but that's also like a catch-22 because you, you want the chemistry to work, but if you feel like you can add that one piece – that's really going to mm-hmm. help this team. Like you don't want to, yeah, yeah. it's it's you don't want to be gun shy. Yeah. You don't want to be gun shy because you don't want to be like, Oh, we can't pull that. We can't do this move because if we take this piece out, it's going to, it could, uh, uh, you know, it could rock the boat. But at the same time, like you said, I think the most important thing is, is Fitzgerald seems to be pulling the right strings with this team for the last couple of years. When you look at the defensive pieces that he's put together, you look at the forwards that he's brought in, he's putting together a team that he feels plays well together and it's and it's coming to fruition like what everything he's been doing has been working out thus far when this team is healthy they're quick they're dangerous they're big on the back end and i feel like if he's going to make a trade i don't think he's one of those knee-jerk you know uh gms like up you know in toronto sometimes you see like they're getting close to a playoff spot so they'll sell off a bunch of things and try to pull in like one player that they feel is going to like really put them over the edge you get those teams that really make these big splashes in the free agency market because they're like, this is what we need to get. This is what we need to get done. And a lot of times it doesn't really work out. Um, But I feel like he's, uh, I feel like he's on the right track and I don't think that he's crazy enough to go out there and mortgage the future for somebody like Patrick Kane or, you know, go after somebody that's on a, on an expiring contract. He seems to also like getting people that are on, you know, more of a term contract than like a UFA or pending UFA. So I don't know. I, I feel like he's going to, he's going to make the right moves. It's just going to be interesting to see what the possibility is. It's a, it's an interesting conundrum to be in there. I mean, cause to tar for, for, you know, you know, and I'm just talking here just to be, you know, the old like devil's advocate, so to speak. Um, because he is on the expiring contract, and he would be enticing to other players uh, to other teams um, with the production that he's put up. Um, and the thing is, though, he is a really good, you know, locker room guy. Like he's a good leader on this team. You can see that he's got a, a you know, a profound effect on him. Um, you know, but you also do have Palat now that is back, so you have that, and you probably you probably could replace Tatar's production. Um, it's not like he's, you know, stopping the world with his, you know, his goals and, and assist totals here. And, you know, he's more of the complimentary piece with like a, a Nico and, and Jesper Bratt um, or however, however they're doing the combinations, you know, this week. Um, but I, I, I do love the way he gels with all the young players on this team. I think he gives like a really good vibe. To them, and I'm wondering if they may re-sign him. You know, does Fitzy actually re-sign him? Is he one of those veteran forwards that's just such a good guy in the clubhouse that fits so well 
that, you know, can they re-sign him for a little bit cheaper for maybe, you know, maybe give him an extra year if the if the contract isn't so high, you know, for a player. I got to look how old he is right now. I don't I don't even know off the top of my head how how old he actually is. I believe 28 or 29. Oh, that's not that No bad. way. No. It really? He's got to be older than that, I thought. You think so? I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm, pulling I'm, that I'm number right sure. out of my butt. No, idea. I'm really, really not. And, sure. and to address and to address what Val said on on YouTube, I'm not saying that I don't think thirty two. He's thirty two. He's thirty two. Whatever. Thirty two. Yeah. Not I that old. So you could you could potentially give five point four. You could if if you could give him something that's structured, you know, where both parties are happy. And let's say you give him a, a, a two year deal if he's you know like you say he is he is gelling very well with the young core. And you keep him around if, if if it's a favorable deal, which I would assume that Fitzgerald would know before the trade deadline, if it's going to be a favorable, if if that potential is there, yeah, bring him back because I do like the way, like you said, that he's gelling and he is giving some secondary scoring, which we're going to need. Those are sometimes those guys; those are the guys you sometimes need in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the intent. See, and 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 again, we've and I know I've mentioned this before. But these are the intangible things that we cannot, that we're not privy to seeing because we're not in the locker room. We're not, you know, we're not around the team as much as we would love to be. But, you know, Mm -hmm. there may be something with Tatar that Fitzgerald sees that, you know, um, Lindy Ruff sees that Jack might like because it seems like Jack has a pretty loud voice in this uh, this organization right now. Uh, I mean, Eric Halla is that example. Um, It's just maybe one of those things that you you think. Is, you think Halla is is Jack's preference to be on his line, or it's just I, necessity? I no, I believe that that Jack has has said that outright. Because I know we've I've we've spoken about it whether here or on uh, Game Day Live or somewhere that Jack has actually said that he likes playing with Halla, and and I'm starting mm-hmm. to see that more so now with with Halla being a defensive, more of a defensive forward. He's allowed he he allows that that latitude for Jack to go streaking up, to have that kind of safety net behind him. So you don't have yeah. to, so that he can go and run and gun, knowing that there's a, a a pretty solid defensive forward that can potentially pick up that uh, that slack while Jack is you know tailing it you know high tailing it back into the slot or into the zone. So I'm starting to see more and more and more of of, of why the Holla Hughes combination is actually a positive because of that. And to so tar, I mean, he's got 27 points on the season. You know, is that something that, you know, you really can replace with someone like a Igor Sharangovich, moving him up to a more scoring role instead of being down there in the bottom six? You've already seen him have chemistry and perform at that level. Yeah, um, but do you trust? Do you trust Igor? Do you trust him to be consistent enough consistent. to be on that he's line? Not, he's not consistent. That's enough, the though. problem. I mean, they have the same. He'll get hot, of goals. and then he cool. Yeah, but he he, he will get. They both hot have ten and goals, and and Igor's playing in the bottom six, and Tatar's playing yeah, but with Igor. Your... But does Igor does he push play like Tatar does sometimes? I think so. <laughs> on those bottom lines, I think he's been you know one of the more better players down there as, as a driving force. He gets streaky with his goals, but if you put him with a Nico and a Jesper, or you put him with Jack Hughes, uh, I think you're going to see a little bit more consistency in that scoring. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tatar's, at, Tatar's got more assists than him. He's got seven more assists. 
and he's playing top line minutes. Igor is not yeah. doing that. Mm-hmm. So if you give Igor those extra minutes, do you think he could make up those seven assists? I, I mean, I, I, I could see that. Yeah. It's I could a see possibility. that. Dawson Mercer as well is another, it, is it another could, candidate. It could also, it, it could also get Sharon Govich's game going back in the right direction where I'm not saying he's it, playing bad hockey's uh, production wise. I mean, you know, like no production. Well, yeah, absolutely. His, he's responsibly you know, getting, defensively like Tatar. He is. is. I mean, I mean getting. Been... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I no, I was going to say, I think they're almost interchangeable. Don't you think, though? I mean, you're you're thinking of like Sharon Govich has more upside. If this is what I'm getting out of what you're trying to say, like you feel like Sharon Govich has more upside than than Tatar has. Yeah, not to, I'm not I don't need, I, and I don't think I'm disagreeing with you. I'm just kind of. I don't know. Like it's it. By the way, I think Tatar is like plus minus. Somebody just brought up Dennis. His plus minus is, I think, third in a league or something like that, or he's top ten in a league, in his plus minus. Um, yeah, he's a plus twenty six right now. And if, and something I want to address too is uh, Val said earlier that um, I was saying that Igor's basically know, even. I, I want to build for next year and one. not and the, making the playoffs this year is not important. No, I that's not what I was trying to say. Not to get it twisted around, but making the playoffs and making a deep push in the playoffs is extremely important for this team. Extremely important for the development of this team and extremely important for this franchise. You know, both on the ice and off the ice. Financially, it's huge if this team can make a deep playoff run. That's, you know, the 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 owners would be ecstatic because that's more money in the pocket, that's more money that they're able to spend so on and so forth but it's also great for this team in general their psyche everything else everything anything that could happen that would be positive for them making a deep playoff run is 100 percent true what i was trying to say before about not you know like not trying to mortgage the future and not trying to do something crazy is like i don't think you should at the expense of the team try to go out and get somebody like a patrick kane like if you're going to make a move, you want to be able to put something in place that's going to help you win now, but it also something that's going to continuously help you win. Somebody like Patrick Kane or Tarasenko or some of these bigger names, the big flashy names that people see, is the problem is that they're UFA at the end of the year. So you have to almost guarantee that they're going to sign back. The Devils are a good team right now, but they're not the Boston Bruins. They're not in a position where it's like, yeah, we need that one rental player that's really going to put us over the top and push us you know, all the way to the cup finals. I feel like they're a few pieces away. You know, we have to make sure that Vanacek can hold up the entire year because right now up to this halfway point, he's played awesome. The team has played really well, but the problem is it's only half a year. You have to see what happens this back end, the back end of the year, because you can't just bank on like, Hey, all right, he's played so good so far. There's been plenty of years, plenty of teams that we've seen have great seasons in the first half and then completely just fall apart in the second half. Do I do I think that's going to happen to the Devils? No, I feel like they're they become a very consistent team, and I feel like the coaching has gotten a lot better. I feel like the the overall you know play, uh, you know, from each line has gotten better. Jack has matured beyond his years. Nico is definitely a Selkie. You know, it's got to be on that Selkie finalist. This team is a lot better than they were last year. A lot, a hell of a lot better than they were two years ago. And my point being is just don't. Don't go crazy thinking that you need that one piece to try to push it over the top. Like, don't blow it all up just to get that one. So, that's what You're I'm saying. You're saying don't trade for Michael Grabner? 
Yeah, don't pull a Grabner trade. Send a Rangers a second. What is that? Second over? Uh, not second. A uh, second round pick for him. Something stupid. Oh, and he forgets man. how to score goals after that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's. Ugh. I think yeah. If with the way this team is on the upswing, and if they wind up keeping Tatar, I think it would. I, it, as as far as I'm concerned, it should be pretty easy to convince someone to to, to potentially take a pay cut. I don't want to say pay cut, but at least to sign a a, a lucrative deal late later in your uh, later in your career to potentially win and win very soon, which you know we we do have that that possibility in the next five years. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I like Tatar. Basically, this is coming from I like Tatar, and I would like to keep him because I I, I think the way he's playing is has been a huge positive for this team. So I would like to see him sticking stick around. I would like to see him for the playoff run. I, I, I think his experience would, would be great for the playoff run. But again, we're not being paid a, a lot of money to make these trades and make these deals and to, to figure this stuff out. That's Fitzgerald's job, not ours. If, if mm-hmm. we all, if we were able to do that, I guarantee the three of us would not be here right now <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Then, then I really, yeah. Then we would re- be really living like a one percent and not in a uh, <laughs> yeah. one bedroom apartment here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. When this camera yeah, flips it- around, there's a completely different side of this story. <laughs> there's here. Hey, look, like, yeah, this, in this little corner over here. But you know, uh, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a window unit right here. That's not that's not central air, okay? You know? so, yeah, that, and, yeah, and by the way, that corner represents about you know a fifth of the size of your apartment. So, <laughs> Basically, yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. People, people would be oh. taking our opinions much more seriously if we were actually in that position and making these decisions. Uh, people would also be hating on us a lot more than they already do. So, I guess there's a silver lining to that as well. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I don't. I don't need. Unless- I don't need that kind of agita. Yeah, seriously. Unless your name is <laughs> unless your name is Sam Wu, uh, you know, mm-hmm. or Crew, you know, we get off pretty easy here, Scotty. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and crew. Um, I do have to say, if I would have won that one point three five billion dollars, it would have thrown my hat in to be a minority uh, owner for uh, for the Devils. Though that would have been pretty sweet. It would have been minority. Just buy them out. Buy them out. All they're not worth over a billion. Give me a break. Just be allowed to be the first move uh, I make. Yeah, but buy let's not forget though. <clears throat> I wouldn't want to buy the team too because that would that would be that, then everybody takes a dump all over you for that too, and then whatever. Let's not, let's not forget. Be like <laughs> from the owner suite. Let's do it. Not only, yeah, not only, yeah, 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 right. <laughs> not only not only do you have to have the money to buy the team, you have to have the money to operate the team. Just because you have the money to buy the team doesn't mean you have the money to operate the team. So. No, Stephen, you would see you see nine. I think it was nine million or nine hundred eighty-seven million was the cash out on that, not four hundred. That but would still, be even if you saw four hundred, like like spinning at four hundred million, oh, uh, you'd only see four hundred. Man, four hundred would still be pretty nice, man. Come on, man, four hundred million. That's, that's generational right wealth. There. That's generational yeah. wealth. Yeah, my God, that's a gold tooth, a real gold tooth, right in the right a in the front <laughs> with a diamond in it. You mean not wearing and aluminum every time you foil? Smile. Yeah, yeah, not a, <laughs> not just. It's not gold because you haven't brushed it in a while. It's just gold because it's gold. I'm trying, if uh, I if I bought if I won the lottery, I try to get uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Mac to come in and join and uh, be part oh, owners yeah. of the Devils. 
See if I can convince them sweet. to, you know, three of us. I'll be like, I'll run the show. Well, Ryan guys, Reynolds, but, Ryan you know, Reynolds is apparently going to be part owner of the uh, the Ottawa Senators, supposedly. Possibility. I, yes, it's a possibility. Dude, he's looking into everything. Good for him, man. Yeah, yeah for him. that show is pretty good too. By the way, the Welcome to Wrexham. That's a that's a it that's is a pretty, it is pretty show. good. Yeah, it it's, is. It's one. I didn't know what it was going to be at first, and then you find out it's like actually a documentary more about like a real team. It's actually yeah. really good. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then you. So I will I, I I will tell you this from from experience. Um, the the fans that they have on that they interview about how you know basically everything that their life is taken over by their team. It's that is mm-hmm. absolutely I can tell you, I, I have lived and I do live that life. It's true. It's just the way that your team takes over your life like that. And how you basically look forward to that every weekend. I, Man, I can look tell at you the that love that Scotty. Is true. Scotty Val just suggested Val just suggested on to the, a bigger uh, apartment. Let's <laughs> all chip in. Thanks, Scotty, Val. I appreciate apartment. that. But keep in mind, he well, lives in uh, L.A., so that's going to take a lot of chipping in. Seriously. Yeah, man. It'll oh, by the way, yeah, for everyone who was who was trying to buy me gas the other night, it was uh, five twenty nine at the old pump. So, oh, oh man, and I got upset when it went from two ninety eight to three oh two the other day. Oh yeah, hell. yeah. Well, Ugh. the cost of living it up in L.A., man. Oh yeah, we don't, we don't even get and... to the taxes portion of it yet. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna. I was just thinking <laughs> the taxes of California. They're pretty pretty wild. They're insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you go to like your it's, tax guy, he just says, "Just give me your wallet and your debit card." And <laughs> we'll start. We'll start there. I just, I just hope that I break even. That's all I really hope for. I, I don't, I don't even hope for a return or anything like that. I'm like, just come on, break even, break even, come on. It's like being at a casino. No whammies, no whammies, big bucks. Oh, I was at a casino last weekend. <sighs> Man, I think I left my shirt there too. It was bad. Ooh. It was bad. Are there casinos in like, uh, Maybe. I need to look that know. up. Is there nowadays? There's like Phoenix? casinos everywhere. I know. Yeah, I need there's to look that up. Casino, there's probably a casino in Scotty's apartment. There's one not he far from know here. About down the highway, yeah. Down down the uh, the old five. Uh, there's a big one. And yeah, no. Uh, uh, Max, last night I didn't use my. Mortal Kombat Raiden teleporter or flash super speed. I just had oh. a little ticket snafu. So I actually wasn't at the game. I didn't mention it last <laughs> night. Cause I was just a little pissed, uh, that I didn't end up going, um, you know, because yeah, just a little ticket snafu though. Um, but whatever it happens, all good. Got to the ducks game. So I'm happy. At least I got to see that one. So, so that makes me happy. What's that? Scotty, here's a question directly for you. What's that? Um, is, uh, Selecta says, is it me or do we sometimes get or tend to get greedy for other players instead of appreciating the ones we have now? And every they're, they're showing you the love tonight, buddy. What'd you do? Man, you, that's, like, a, that's a tough question. $5 into each person? Man, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean... You know what? I, I mean, when I'm talking about Tatar, I'm just trying to make conversation and stuff like that. It's like, I don't really want to see him go. I think Damon Severson is definitely being shopped around. I kind of have a feeling Mackenzie mm-hmm. Blackwood and maybe Nolan Foote, who just somehow magically got into the lineup recently, um, you know, might also <laughs> be uh, being shopped around because that might be something. Or they're giving attractive. him a shot. Well, I mean, to the Ducks, shot. who are a rebuilding team, and the San Jose Sharks, who are a rebuilding team. 
Um, I believe there is a Swiss winger on the Sharks that everyone seems to talk about a whole bunch and a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do appreciate them. And actually, you know what? I was really hard on Thomas Tatar in the beginning of the season. Sam Wu can tell you. I was like, why is this dude even in the lineup? And he, he's on he a revenge tour this like, year, man. Oh, dude, he made me look like an idiot because he's been playing a, <laughs> a million times better than he did in that in those first 10 games of the season. Um, and he really is a piece that gels them together. You can really see it. And if you ever watch any of the, uh, the little uh, vignettes and videos that they have on social media and stuff like that, like he is just kind of like big bro hanging out, you know, with all the little bros on that team, like mm-hmm. when, when they're getting on the plane, uh, when they're in practice and everything like that. So it's, it's, really, it's, a, it's really just a matter of his contract is up and he is an attractive piece. You know, we've said this before. No one's coming in here being like, what's it going to take to get Jesper Boquist off your hands? You know, they're going to come in and they're going to ask for the people like, a, you know, a Damon Severson who we've talked about. Uh, but Thomas Tatar would probably be, you know, pretty enticing to someone making uh, a playoff run. You know, a team that's maybe a little bit more um, established are, are, than are, we are, are right now. Are we making a playoff run, though? Are we making a playoff no, run? No, we are. But, I mean, do you think if we trade Tatar that that will, would would – get rid of everything i don't because like i said i i think he can be replaced in in a sense of like igor sharangovich uh and dawson mercer uh you can probably put a big massive shot of alexander holtz on there as well um you know into the lineup more regularly so i do i think he would make or break the bank no but if you are another team uh who is looking for some supplemental scoring and someone to play maybe on your second and third line that can provide some pop you know, he might be a really good trade deadline acquisition. I don't know. That's going to be up for Fitzy. You know, I think he does, like Schwartz guy says, I completely agree with Schwartz guy, that I think he really gels well with this team. And he does have that big bro, little bros, you know, kind of mentality. You know, you see him there. He's got the he's got the nice waff of hair. You know, the guys are always messing around with them and everything like that. But he's just like the chill, big, you know, older brother. And I, I like that, especially for our team with so many young kids on it. It really, I think, keeps them calm and keeps them, you know, in check. I think him and Palat do a really good job of that. From from what I can tell, I, I'm not in the locker room, so I just yeah. watch the games just like you guys do. So, see, it's not I, – I wouldn't say that we're not appreciating him. We're just trying to make conversation. You know, it's the same. It's a podcast. Talk. We want to talk. Yeah, small we want to get you guys talking. Like we always say, this is just like people, you know, this is just us like chilling at the bar, having a beer, you know, talking about our favorite team. And you're going to come up come up with these, you know, these ideas and stuff like yeah. that. Um, I think so I need to go get another for, one. For Tatar, I don't, I don't know if we're under, I don't know if it's that we're not appreciating him. Um, it's just the fact of what his situation is. You know, it is what it is. He's going to be a UFA. He's 32 years old. Yeah. You know, he's probably going to be looking for something – I, at that age, I would think you're going to be looking for something more than just a one or two year kind of deal. You know, like those guys try to look for something, something a little career. bit more longer. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just what it is. Severson. Yeah. I know that's why Sam Wu chimed in here because he's ready to, you know, send Damon Severson <laughs> off to Siberia or something like that. Um, but, you know, um, that's another one that it is what it is. He's a little bit younger. Was he 28, 29? Severson? I can't remember. Somewhere around um, there, yeah. But he's UFA, and I think with our with our depth on defense, with Luke Hughes, who people are talking about might be here by the end of the year, 
uh, Nemex. You've seen a Hotuk who, you know, may not come out to be your, your number one pairing, but I think he could be a very he could be solid a hell of a bottom pair. six. Oh, yeah, man. Or third pair of defensemen that can really, that can really, you know, once Brendan, Brendan Smith's another one, right? He's only, is he a one year deal or a two year deal, Brendan Smith? I'd have to look uh, at that. I believe just, a one year. Just had cap. Oh, no. I mean, it might be a two year. I think it's two year. He may have a player option, maybe, maybe, or there's an option. I, I'd have to, I have to go to cap friendly and check that out. But he's someone who, you know, Brendan Smith, you know, might, he might be able to replace that, that bottom line kind of, defensive defenseman you know who's gonna provide a little grit um where is brendan smith yeah he's two years we signed him for two years okay at Mm. 1.1 i mean that's a steal that's a steal that is a steal as long as he doesn't just as long as he doesn't as long as he stops taking stupid penalties yeah or well you know what though in his defense and in maybe you could attest to this as a as a goaltender is it easier to to stop a breakaway or to stop a um, a sh- not a shootout, a, a freaking penalty, penalty shot. shot. Because you think because away. a penalty shot, you'd rather take a breakaway. It looks like a, a, would, every time there's a penalty shot, it looks like the guy overthinks the penalty shot, just like they do in a shootout. Whereas in so, uh, just a breakaway, it's more of a quick reaction where it feels like it's right, more so, of a natural reaction. All right. So I'll give you this with the breakaway. You're right. It is more of a quick reaction and you're going to be able to to kind of play with the flow of the game a little bit more. Everyone's <clears throat> the new current trend with these penalty shots is to be all cute and go really wide and, and come in really slow. I would just mm. much rather have you're in the, you're, you're, you're focused in the game. You're in the moment. I'd rather a, a, a breakaway that's in, in the moment of the game versus just you versus you versus the player who's going to take their sweet time coming down and try to be all cute. Cause that's just trying to out, you know, outlast the goalie. I would just, I would much rather the breakaway because you're already in that mindset of here it comes, I'm going to stop it. I, I would mm. prefer that than the, any day. So, you know, all this trade talk got me thinking about the last time we were on the podcast together on a Sunday night, we brought up the possibility and I'd like to stir the pot with this one because I don't think it will happen, but you never, oh never know is the possibility oh of Jesper brat being traded i'm gonna bring that up again and i'm gonna bring that up again just because i put more thought into this thinking about him getting traded it's it's probably like i said realistically it's not going to happen but the team gets painted into a corner where they're doing their due diligence they find out through his agent not even through the player but they're talking to the agent and they they're getting to a point where they're like all right no extension is going to happen they're going to test free agency because he feels like he's going to get way more on the market than he can get from the devils. He's not going to give the devils a home a discount, anything like that. This is all speculation. This is nothing that we've heard. I'm just making up a story, a scenario, if you will hang in there. It's a scenario. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's a scenario. If that scenario were to play out and devils knew that they had to get rid of him, or not had to, but had the option to get rid of him. Do you think they try to move him, or do you think they would hold on to him, knowing that they would lose him at the end of the year, knowing with the chemistry that he has on this team, knowing what he brings to this team? Because that's a hard question. You can't. I mean, his production is something that you cannot really replace. So let's just say, in the scenario of like him 
definitely not coming back to the end of the year. It's a foregone conclusion. He's already told his agent, we're not coming back. Either I'm sticking here then until the him. end of the year or, but you move I'm just saying, yeah. but I, okay. So logically you move him, right? But then you'd have to move him if, and be able to, if that's what him. he says, if that's what he says, it, this is all hypothetical. Yeah, if, if he all says hy- there's no way I'm coming back to New Jersey, then, then obviously you move him. But I think just another year. He's 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 restricted, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So um, I I think Brat wants to be here, but he wants to just he wants to get paid. You know, Uh, I think it was a smart move by Fitzy bringing in his little brother as well, uh, keeping it in the family and and showing, you know, the the interest and like, hey, you know, we're we're in the Jesper Brat business over here. Um. Just for just for brought, excuse me. If I'm if I was on ESPN Plus, he would be just for brought. <laughs> brought, getting some brats. Just for brought worse. And a beer. Um, but I, I, I think he, I think Jesper wants to be here. I think he's a he's a he's yeah. an integral part. He's an integral piece. Of I that do core. too. And I think I they too. want to lock him up for for the long term. That's that's just my so- opinion on on the matter. And. That's another place where the Tatar thing comes in because Tatar's got that five million dollars there. If you lose Tatar at the end of the season, that's some money you can then push over to Jesper, Jesper Bratwurst. And uh, like as I we've said, seen I, I, from our good friend Gary Bettman, don't expect that cap to go up because it ain't not happening. next year, but the, the following year it's supposed to. But uh, the only reason I'm saying that is in my heart of hearts, salaries aren't stopping this- though. Yeah, I don't Salaries think that's ever going to stop. Going up. No, I know. I don't think that Brad's going anywhere. I don't. I honestly don't think he is. I think that he's going to stick around. I think they're going to figure it out. Um, it's just you know, it's like around this time of the year, it's also kind of nice because we're in that position where we're more than likely going to be buyers and sellers. So, starting to think yeah. of different possibilities. And yes, I do keep forgetting that he is an RFA, not a UFA, at the end of the year. Like I keep forgetting that, but still, you know, like there's. The possibility that, so you know, if they, I think if they, if they if they know something, they might move them, but I doubt it. I, I think, doubt it. I think part of part part of what's going to benefit us as a team is us making the playoffs this year. If we had a repeat or just a little bit above better than we had last season, I think it would be a tougher sell. But with the way that we're playing this season, with with how far ahead it's, it appears that we are i think it'll be easier to to tell some of these guys like listen we're we're like right there and your potential of winning here is pretty damn good so um you might want to consider either a going for maybe a little bit longer term spread the money out or b even go a little bit less than what you might get in the free agency market with your potential of, of winning within the next five years, which we have that potential of doing. I think Sam's prediction is 2025, which isn't too far off. Um, I Had we had a repeat of last season, I think it would be a much tougher sell, but I, I, I think we're, we're in a much better position having being a winning team this year and looking like mm-hmm. a solid winning team, not just like a, Oh yeah, they kind of won a couple games here and there, but like being a really solid team that's finally coming together. The team that we've talked about, you know, ad mm-hmm. nauseum for the last bunch of years, we're finally seeing that. And now that it's finally here, 
I think that that's going to be the key to being able to keep these players and to potentially get a little bit more favorable contracts for these guys because it's like, listen, look look what you did this year and and look at the we're, – we're on the upswing. We're not far. You want to win? The chance to win here is pretty solid. You can go risk it somewhere else or you can stay here. Let's be let's be smart. Let's let, let's not put our hands in the cookie jar too much, and let's let's go out and win this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see some uh, talk over here. Everyone's talking about Val and Ted and Max and Shane and Supernova. Yeah, the the Pavel Zaka, you know, good for him. Boston gave him some gave him yeah. some money. Good good for him. Uh, but Four yeah, I, I mean, Pavel Zaka is not having like a great phenomenal year. He's he's only got like five goals and the five goals, you know, we're all bunched up in, in, in pure streaky, like Pavel Zaka fashion, you know, they're not mm-hmm. like spread out or anything like that. It's just one quick spurt. And then that's basically it. And yeah, right now, Eric Hall is not that far behind him anymore. You know, look out hot, hot holla. Coming, coming through. He's got holla, 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 holla. <laughs> who was it last night with the with the holla back girls? Uh, I can't remember who was giving the uh, the super chat with the uh, holla back girls. Um, but yeah, that'd be a great. We'll see what happens. That'd be a great like the the puck bunny. Uh, you know, like everybody's got that little uh, supporter section. It's just uh, the yeah. holla back girls instead of the judges chambers. At Yankee Zach Stadium, Adams, that's right. It was old Zach. The hollaback. The hollaback, yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, funny. Zaka, yeah. I mean, someone someone wrote it on the on the YouTube live. He was a he was a big player who uh Shane, he was a big guy who played small. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that goes back mm-hmm. to the, you know, he had a nasty head injury before he was even drafted by the Devils. I mean, I don't know if anyone saw that video. It was scary. He went backward, he fell backwards, he s- slammed his head on the ice. And it was a nasty, nasty injury. And I think that definitely had an effect on the way he played out there for a while. You know, you could see when he kind of got more comfortable, but he's very streaky. He, he 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 doesn't play very big. Honestly, I feel like Halla plays bigger than than Pavel Zaka, and Halla is like half his size. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I'm I think- I'm happy with that deal. You know, I thought um oh what the hell? Why can't I think of his name now? Who was our coach, our assistant coach from last year? Why can't I think of his name? Now oh, I think of, is Rick. T- I'm... No, 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 Recky? no, no, no. Uh, oh. Recky, 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 Rick Tockett. Yeah, uh, yeah Recky. I keep thinking Rick Tockett now because that's a uh, Sam Wu called him a, a Neanderthal the other day for eating crab legs. So I'm like, <laughs> oh great, one more person that'll never come on the show. Um, so. Uh, but Recky, even he was like, oh, what a terrible deal. You know, Zaka's a much better player than Eric Halla is and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, e- you know, they're not, I don't think they're that. I mean, Halla is really solid defensively and in that faceoff circle. And, you know, he does, he kind of plays a little bit bigger than Pavel Zaka. And the points really aren't that far off. And, it, and again, if Jack likes playing with him and he's able to pick up that defensive, that, de- that defensive slack, so that Jack Hughes is a little bit more free. I think that that's worth everything to allow Jack to just go do what Jack wants to do. And you have hollow there to pick up the pieces defensively. Mm-hmm. We're that's going to give us <clears throat> the best of Jack Hughes to allow Jack Hughes that freedom to do what he wants to do. Jack, just and, Jack. And Pavel Zaka, you know? 
in Boston, that's just less money for pasta. I don't know. I'd be hey, focusing on old pasta. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you imagine bringing that guy Jeez. in? Woo! Oh, oh man. <laughs> now, See, I know there's dark. a lot of people that are that's like, there's no way. About. There's no way. And I'm telling you what, if this team keeps trending up in the uh, the upper, you know, going up and still being this young, mm-hmm. uh, landing a guy people like pasta is not out, of, yeah, that's yeah. not out of the question. And yeah, and damn, just like I saying that's again, that's why I said earlier, we're we're now in a position where we can we can start commanding those players, these players to be like, listen, take a little bit less and you're gonna win. That's what we've wanted. We're not trying to convince players to be here. We're we're going to become a destination team because of how we're going to keep playing on the upswing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and by the way, Val just brought up a great point because uh, somebody Max is asking, uh or somebody was asking. If Bastion is definitely closer than playing the Marino and Val said they're both on the road trips, so they must be getting close. That is usually a good sign. They don't bring them all the way to the West Coast. I think I think Marino was I think Bastion was in a regular jersey and Marino was in a non contact mm-hmm. jersey last I saw. So that's yeah, they're getting really close. good. So, so that would be Bastion is much closer than Marino. If Marino's in a non contact jersey, he is he is not quite there yet. He's just kind of getting his fitness. If Bastion's in a regular jersey, that means we could, you know, potentially maybe see Bastion tomorrow or even against or Seattle. Seattle. And what is Seattle's maybe Thursday? Seattle. Maybe, so. We could use them in Seattle. Yeah. Seattle is hot. Dude, they are yeah. crazy mm-hmm. hot. No, they, 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 put up, dude, they put up six goals in the in the first in the first period on against, six uh, shots. And Chicago, against Chicago, yeah, six goals on six shots. I'll tell you what, if I'm that goaltender and I've let in six goals on six shots, I can't. I I got to tell you, my head is like, you don't want to see the minefield that that your head becomes at that point. It's like, oh man. Oh, I mean, that's what's crazy about <laughs> that game imagine. too is like the Blackhawks were on a winning streak. And I know the Blackhawks are at the bottom of the league and are not they're not that great, but they're still they still have a lot of talent on that team. Still the, the fact Blackhawks. that the Kraken came in there and smoked them. Like the Kraken are not the Kraken of last year. The last no, year was maybe. like, all right, we're figuring it out. This year, damn, they figured so it they out. Sh- they have a very similar sh- record to They should have smoked the Blackhawks. I think it's more impressive that they shut the Bruins out three nothing. Yeah. I think so too. That's I think more so too, impressive. They, That's more. Impressive. They're a team like the Devils. They're really dangerous on a road. So hopefully, catching them at home is is going to be to our benefit. But um, they're a dangerous, dangerous team. And you that, know, and that's the thing too is that you that you would look at that at the beginning of the year, you'd be like, oh, that should be one of those easy W's, like go on this little West Coast trip, you know, take care of business. Nobody thought the Kings would be where they're where they're at this year. Uh, maybe we they're the a little ahead of schedule, like. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. We were the it's like, you know, you look at teams where it, you, you can't really predict what, what's going to happen. And I feel like that game against Seattle is going to be I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Jack Hughes revenge game. It's going to be because did he play him last year or did he miss that second game because he was still out? That's a good question. I can't remember. I can't remember. either. What I, what I, what I will say this is I think Seattle is definitely a place that the, the Let's Go Devils podcast needs to go on the road. If it's a favorable, if it's a favorable game next year on a weekend, I think the Let's Go Devils mm-hmm. podcast travels to Seattle. I think that would be hell that would of be a trip. lot of fun. I'm, 
I'm looking for any excuse oh, to go yeah. back to Seattle. It's, I haven't been there since. I got. I got a place to stay. I got family out there, ex- so we could. Uh, any excuse. We, I got a place we could stay for free, so we don't have to pay for uh, a hotel or nothing. It would be pretty sweet. There you go. Make it happen. <laughs> hey, Pete, I actually hey, crew, wouldn't. I, Peter. Peter. <laughs> Peter's asking you a question there, crew. <laughs> his name is And. Crew is his last and name. And crew. And crew. And crew. Yes. Yeah. And crew. Yes. And is doing and, AW February twenty fifth. Yes, we are what about fans from the podcast. Who's going? Yeah, dude, we'll be there. And crew yeah. will be there. And and crew will be there. And it's his cousin <laughs> Jay crew that's out in Seattle that we can go stay with. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a everyone good buddy is, up in, in yeah, I like Seattle that, too, Peter. Actually. Everyone is crew. Hell yeah, man. What's that? I got a good buddy up there in Seattle, too. Actually, my friend I used to work with uh, my boy, Tom T dubs. Yeah, he's up there in he Seattle. Does. So yeah, we yeah. we all got some got some uh, family and friends out there in that region. Supernova's got a brother a out thing. in Seattle. I got yeah. Maybe we should maybe we should do next year. We should do a uh, a Devils takeover of a Kraken game. If it's a I favorable date, absolutely. If it's Represent a favorable date, absolutely. Seattle. Sammy and I are talking about potentially doing that uh, later in the later this season in April. Hmm. Potentially, potentially going out to nothing announced yet, but you know, potentially going to a flying out to a game and doing some. You know, I would have loved to go to. City. I would love to go to a Toronto game and uh, go to the game, and then the next day catch the uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame, or vice versa, whatever. Like you know, whatever the yeah. time lays it. But uh, I I was always wanted to go see a, a game in Toronto, and um, maybe we should do a. Uh, we should do a, a live podcast from the the Hockey Hall of Fame. Well, you know what? You know what would really we, help we all We do of have this? it in. You know what would really help all of this? Getting that private jet. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> jet setting around you know, the country, it, catching uh, games and doing live podcasts. Yeah, that would definitely help. And, you know, every time I bring that up, I hope Sam has that graphic ready to go, but he never does. So I'm just going to keep bringing it up. Uh, see the, guy, the, the guy, the coked up pilot, a <laughs> coked up pilot. Sam's, <laughs> Sam's asleep in his, from being in his, uh, in his, in his old late pants. Uh, <laughs> West Coast games. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. OMI just said that. Uh, just a reminder, everybody, we're going to uh, we're going a devil's meetup in Nashville at nudes honky tonk. On Tuesday, one twenty six twenty three at four p.m. before the game. So if you're in the oh, Nashville, Nashville area, great. If you're in the Nashville yeah, area, down there on uh, on Broadway, Nudie's Honky Tonk, Thursday, one twenty six twenty three, four p.m. Nice. We're gonna have we're gonna have the ambassador of the Let's Go Devils podcast family, OMI, down there representing. Absolutely. So check it out. There's gonna be a huge get together in the in this in the wonderful town of nashville tennessee city of nashville nashville was a good place I, the old, I, would uh, there. I, I would love to go there for a hockey game i went there for soccer i'd love to go there for hockey all right shorts guy i got a question for you for max he says uh winnipeg chicago washington or boston chicago makes the most sense because of mr parisi for what i don't know i'm just reading what it said winnipeg chicago mr. Washington, parisi. boston what I thought Zach Parisi played in Max. What are you asking? Uh, yeah. they they make the most sense for what? Uh, maybe to go to a game, like an away game. Uh, okay. 
Uh, actually, one of those one of those cities is uh, is uh, uh, yeah yeah I know what he's talking about yeah. Max, I get it. Uh, you're oh, right. Chicago uh, and Vinny. Oh, Chicago. that that Parisi. That's oh. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, yeah. It's, I'm like, it's, doesn't it's, Zach uh... Parisi play for the Islanders? What the hell am I talking? What's going <laughs> that's, on here? Yeah, that was my first thought. That was my first thought. Actually, yeah, Max, it's uh, it it, it is the potential for that Chicago game because it is on a Saturday <laughs> and flights are not stupid expensive. So, yeah, Sammy and I are kind of looking at that. Uh, you know that that potential, but. Again, planning phases, thinking about it, it would be a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, so sh- Chicago is 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 the is really the uh, Chicago is it. Although I wouldn't mind going to Winnipeg and then maybe in the same weekend see if Comeback Kid is playing a show some somewhere in town in Winnipeg since they're from there, and just go mosh in a foreign nation for a little bit too. Would be <laughs> April's a good time. But, uh... <laughs> I'm gonna go to a foreign April's nation. A... Maybe maybe they have water I can drink. <laughs> <laughs> and mosh mosh around in a local show. <laughs> April is a good time to go in Chicago, not not February or uh, yeah, or no, January not now, or, yeah. or March. It'll not still be a little chilly there, but Chicago is a great town. Hey, Going in there, Max, City I, is, is amazing. Max, I I would if if I do make it to Chicago, I would love to try the pizza. Be just to say I did it. It's for some reason I haven't gone to Chicago yet. It's it's one of those cities that I probably should have gone. It's you never been to Chicago. No, I should have oh. been in Chicago. Great town in 2015. <laughs> yes, never been. Never been. Oh, no. I should have been in Chicago. I figured in you had been there at some, but some point. I should have been there. Like I said, I should have been there in 2015. I don't know why I didn't go. Oh wait, I was an idiot. Uh, that's why I didn't go. Uh, it really would have. Uh, it would have been a much better night had I gone to Chicago when I should have gone to Chicago. Just put it that yeah. Way. What, what do they have? What's um, the oh the the magnificent mile? I think is is what it's called there, right down well, in, the, in the center of the city. They, dude, the there's Red so Bulls many good it, bars and 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 like venues <clears throat> and you know you just stay the in Red like Bulls, the center city area. It's really the really Red Bulls nice. won a trophy in Chicago, and I should have been there, and I wasn't. So oh uh, okay, yeah. It's a really it's a great town. It's a good sports town. I know I've yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've been there. I saw I saw a couple of Blackhawks games. Uh, the Madhouse of Madison. Uh, went to a Bears game. Uh, I worked a couple of events when there. The hell, you know, a lot of Palooza's there the every year. When the hell were you in Chicago for so long? In the time that I've, uh, known I've been there, you, like three. I've been there like three or four times. Really? Yeah, Jeez, I've been there like three or four times. Yeah, that was really good. Actually, uh, on my, it's on my. It's on my. Actually, went not... to the Bears Giants game in Chicago. It was great. You walk through Millennium Park. Uh, every like the whole city just shuts down when the bears play and everybody walks to the game through the park. You got to walk by the big natural history museum with the dinosaur skeletons outside and everything like that. It's a, it's a museum, really cool day. I, mean, I remember afterwards they had like in. Jimmy John's guys out there, like tossing sandwiches out there. I was like free sandwich. Are you kidding me? Like you want Turkey, you want ham. I'm like, give me both buddy. Come on. I'm like hammered post football game. There It was a Thursday nighter, you know, like nice. it's a good time, man. Really good time. But yeah, yeah they got the, um, What's the uh, what's the big Cheney one for the deep uh, G- Giordano's? I went there. I think the 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 original. Um, ah, what's the name of that pizza place? Uno's. There's a famous pizza. It's like uh, it's like the very first one though. <laughs> I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> uh, oh man, I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, Giordano's. That's a good one. No, but there's a oh Pizzerina Uno. 
the 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 very first pizzeria uno just said. is in that's chicago what, said. what? That's why I just. Oh, said. I'm sorry. I didn't he hear you. My, my audio, you must have cut out. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Uh, <laughs> uh, you got that <laughs> that restaurant at the top of the uh, that building that's like way up there that you can look out over um, Lake so Michigan, far. which looks like a friggin' ocean. It's so huge. Um, you got the Navy Pier and everything, man. Wrigley Field. You go down to Wrigleyville, which is just like a line of bars and everything. You drink those old fashioned what... beers. <clears throat> oh, am I said Scotty's opened up tourism for night, Chicago. So. Harry and like Harry Carey. Hi, hi. Lot of hot dog. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if you were a hot dog, you'd be it'd be my favorite. Hi. Be your biggest hi. fan. I don't know. I'm not Will Farrell. I wish I was. Yeah. <laughs> if you were a hot dog, yeah. Which one would if be? you were a hot dog? Would you have chili yeah. on it? Something. <laughs> would they have relish or chili? <laughs> you go to Harry Carey's restaurant. The, uh, the House and of Blues out there, too, is like this, like, dome. This, like, little dome in the middle of the city. It's really, really badass. I don't know. I like I like Chicago. I, I had a really good time every time I went there. Yeah, I've Chicago only been to O'Hare. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's been to the, the Emerald Jewel of Chicago. <laughs> Where? I don't know about oh, torture. I don't know about torture, though. One time I had to go there, I had to work the Fare Thee Well Grateful Dead shows, the last ones that they put on. Oh, oh dude. You know God, me, man. miserable. Oh, truly. Jeez, every song was 25 minutes long, and I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> Get to Will the next song already. Oh. Will this misery never end? Oh, man. And they do the yeah. drums into space every single day. I'm like, oh, man. Three nights. Drums three nights. I had to work space. three nights in a row, those shows. Oh. Oh, the hippies everywhere. Oh, oh man. Oh, my all, God. I didn't know what they were doing. You know what they do? They put their finger up, you know, and they, like, walk around with their finger up. And I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Are they pointing to Jerry Garcia up in heaven or something like that? Like, what's going on? They're like, no, they'd have oh, to no, like that, that means they need a up. ticket. You know, it means they're looking for a ticket. They're looking for a handout. I'm like, freaking hippies. Freaking hippies. Seriously. Always bunch looking for a ticket. Similar. Oh, bunch of hippies. Similar, si similar, similar type of sounds, but not not the same. When I was in high school, someone gave me a fish CD and was like, "Oh, you got to listen to this. This is great." And I listened to it and I was like, "Ugh, this is terrible." Oh. Well, Trey <laughs> was, was like, actually what? he was he was doing all the vocals and stuff. That was before they got uh, what's his name, John Mayer. Trey Trey was the the one who filled in for Jerry on those Fare Thee Well shows. Oh man. Ugh. Three of so those. After terrible. the first night, I was done. And then I was just like, we got two more of these? Oh, my God. <laughs> ah! 875 minutes worth of music you have to just oh, suffer through. I'm just not a deadhead. I'm just not a yeah, deadhead. neither am I. I'm, I'm not into the jam nope. bands. I do like some Give metal me epics every now and then. I love typo negative and stuff like that. They got long songs, but the 25 minutes, me... I just, oh, oh, boy. Give me two minutes and 30 seconds or less. Just power through like fifteen songs in fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's what you I'm know. Used to. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's there's so there was a there was there was a, a a thrash hardcore band called X Files X from uh, the Boston area, and my buddy bought the record from the record release, put it on, listened to the whole side A, and then flipped it over, put it on side B, and it was nothing but static. It was like twenty two <laughs> songs. It. They wrote 22 songs, recorded 22 songs, and it's like a less than 15-minute record. 
So like you listen, <laughs> it's great. It's great. I love that record. It's, it's phenomenal. But I just remember him telling me like, yeah, I flipped it over. It was nothing but static on the other side. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's because they, you just get like a grindcore band, the 53 songs and it's an 18 minute album, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like on that, they have, they, they have two songs on that record. One is six seconds and one is eight seconds. <laughs> yeah. And I love that, that like, record. Uh, that record is awesome. Who was that? Oh, it was that Suicide Machines that just had that song? It was like, bum, 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 punk. And that was it. That was like the entire <laughs> song. That was it. <laughs> my friend. Oh, yeah. My my, my, my friend's band wrote a, wrote a song like that when they were in the studio recording their seven inch. And it's like a, like a six second song. And the lyrics are just being <laughs> straight edge makes me better than you. They wrote it there on the spot and they recorded it. And that's on the seven inch. <laughs> 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 oh man well i think we're running holy heck it's uh already quarter after over here sam well how you oh, doing wow. sam oh, fell doing asleep this. dude yeah, i told I'm you sam Wu fell asleep a while ago yeah i mm -hmm. fell asleep <laughs> so are we gonna wrap it <laughs> yeah, yeah let's do final thoughts <laughs> final thoughts <laughs> oh man well uh final thoughts for me is hey guys 10 out of 10 and that's the points that the devils can get on this, you know, West coast swing. Don't go tomorrow is could be one of those classic trap games because the San Jose sharks are not a good team, but the devils are out here on the West coast, you know, different time zones and everything like that. But it's an early game. It's a one o'clock start out here. So it's a four o'clock on the East coast. So hopefully it doesn't screw them up too much, but don't take the sharks lightly go out there like you did with the Ducks, like you did with the Kings, um, like you did with the Canes, and put the nail in the coffin. Keep that pedal to the metal. Don't let the teams get back into the game uh, like we did against the Rangers when we, we, when we didn't bury them and we let them come back. It was the start of our, of our little uh, downswell there for a bit, uh, but we, we, kept, we let them be in the game. They ended up tying it, you know, into overtime and all that. These recent games... The Devils have been putting that nail in the coffin. Don't give this team a chance. Anaheim, you had three goals in the first period. You could have packed it in there. No, you put a six-pack up on the board. Keep that drive going. Don't give these these teams chances to have their little, you know, miracle run over here, or their big game of the year kind of deal. Because San Jose ain't making it to the playoffs, okay? So bury them bury them don't give them any opportunity and keep that momentum riding high going into you know arguably you know the well i think the canes are probably the toughest uh team they're going to face on this swing uh the first one but mm, Kraken are right up there as well Seattle. you know they're they're they are right up there as well so bury okay. the sharks don't even give them an opportunity and then ride that momentum into seattle Keep the Legion of Doom Road Warriors uh, going. Put those shoulder pads on with the spikes and uh, make it 19-2-1 on the year. Let's get a win in San Jose for our 18th road victory, and let's do it again in Seattle for our 19th. And think about that. If they if they do that, 19-2-1 on the year on the road. Nice. Holy hell. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You I'm said gonna... everything that I was going to say, so I, I'm just going to say, and crew agrees. 
As the crew crew will typically Uh, do, they support the lead (laughs) and crew agrees. Let's go, Uh, Devils. And uh, your your theme song could be uh, Motorheads, We Are the Road Crew. That could be your theme song (laughs) from now on. There you go. Crew agrees. We agree. Roll on. Continue. (laughs) I'm going to say. I was so I, I'm going to say something something uh, similar to you, Scotty. I agree. Go out like you did against Anaheim and the Kings, uh, because now that we have the record for the best uh, road start, teams are going to want to topple us when we come into their building. So just mm. be wary of mm. that. Be be wary of that because now we are the Bolton board. Oh, look at these guys. Yep. F these Good guys. Point. They are they are the, the the top road team. Let's let's put an end to their party. So we have to be a little bit extra. Uh, heightened in how we take these road games at this point because it's I hate to say it but it's not going to last forever we are going to lose on the road at some point I hope it is not uh, this week but I'm also very pleased that we got those two points against Carolina that to me was the most important uh, game of this trip Uh, don't falter against the Sharks tomorrow and again keep just keep motoring through because we are now we are now the team that people want to stop on the road so just be wary of that it does feel good. Feels good. And and take advantage of the Canes and, and Rangers losing today. Absolutely. And yes, and yes, Shane, we should get Sam some of the Legion of Doom Road Warriors uh shoulder pads with the spike so he can wear them at all times. <laughs> yes, with yes, with the should. Giants Hutch helmet. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll I'll go into Lincoln Financial Field next week with that and then just tell all the Eagles fans who's boss. And then uh <laughs> Sunday's podcast next week will be uh, postponed. A memoriam to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fights always follow me. I'm a fight magnet at football games. That's why I don't go anymore. Live. Even... Live from the jail cell at the Lincoln Financial Field. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> from underneath the stadium. <laughs> I need some super chats for bail money. Come on, super chats. <laughs> it would be more like... Live from the wake of Sam Wu. <laughs> I think Sam would be upset if we didn't podcast from his wake or his funeral. So we would have to. Uh, Mrs. Wu, Mrs. Wu would have like a gigantic party for you guys. You guys would be, you know, anyway. Who's going to be singing Dust in the Wind? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like old school. I'll do, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. All right. Final thoughts. I, I, I want to wrap up. And, uh, and crew to did. help support We just the did them. <laughs> No, I haven't Sam, done. I up. haven't done mine. Oh yeah. So um, you're up. Go. All right. So um, thank you for all those uh, the rate review and subscribes on our um, Apple Podcasts. We've been getting reviews uh, pretty much every day. So I want to read one uh, from Wheels on Devils. Uh, these guys do a great job of breaking down each game during the post game report. In between games, they do a great job at keeping us up to date with all the information that we need to know about the Devils. Thank you, and thank you all those fans that are rate, review, and subscribing uh, to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please keep doing it. Uh, we are now went from 4.2 stars to 4.5, which is nice. Nice, nice and respectable after we got, uh, you know, uh, spanned by a couple of haters. And I'll res- keep on reading those reviews uh, on our podcast as well. Also, February 25th, the Half Million Party. We are approaching a half a million downloads. February 25th is the game uh, the Devils are playing the 
Philadelphia Flyers. At Amer- we're going to be at American Whiskey. Uh, American Whiskey has been notified, and they're all gung ho <laughs> for for a, a 12-hour affair of just big party, pre-game, post-game, during the game, uh, maybe post, post, post-game, and all that kind of stuff. So mark the calendar. I know some fans have uh, messaged me that they're actually going to fly in. Fly in for that game. Nice. Just for the party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. And you'll Let's be greeted party, party, party. by and crew at the door where I'll take your coat. <laughs> and really and the give door. you a ticket. Please make sure you don't lose that ticket because you will not get your coat back. He's <laughs> also giving wristbands and stuff like that. So, yep. so yeah. Checking the uh, IDs with that little flashlight, the yeah, you know, yeah. And if you're lucky, he'll draw you you a little caricature before you leave. Hey, don't push (laughs) it! Don't push it! My services are not for free. I'll take your coat, but I'm not drawn for you. That's gonna cost you. Uh, well, thank you to all those tuning in YouTube Live, Facebook Live, dropping the podcast at midnight. Uh, game day live, special time, 3 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, and Devils after dark, after the game, after the Devils take on the San Jose Sharks, and Devils also afternoon, yeah, and also a hockey on tap podcast following Devils Woo. after dark as well. Well, thank Thanks you. Till next time, let's go Devils. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.